Hello and welcome to the Homeschool Conversations Africa podcast. Here we discuss homeschooling from the African perspective and the unique challenges that come with it. If you're considering homeschooling, we hope to inspire you as you take this bold step. If you're already a homeschooler, we're here to share encouragement for this wonderful journey we're on to educate our children in the best way we can. We are your hosts, Jifa Andam and Carissa Nete Marbel. Let's dive right into today's conversation. Hello, dear friends, and welcome again to another episode of the Whole School Conversations Africa podcast. As always, we're excited to have you with us. And today, um, we're going to do something a little different because we don't often have um, men on this podcast, but men, are, our fathers are very much a part of our own schools too, even though the women tend to be the face. But today we have a homeschool dad with us. Uh, we're going to interview him. He's based in Lagos, Nigeria. Um, his name is Toki. He has a lovely wife, Tommy, and they have two daughters. So um, I don't want to talk much because Toki's right here with us. So I'll turn it over to Toki to introduce himself. So welcome, Toki. We're glad to have you. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Yeah, so uh, I guess we get right to it. I ask the questions, you answer them. <laughs> and then I <laughs> yes, yes, fine. Uh, I guess I should start with a little, um, uh, no, well, a little intro. So we, we usually, so there are dads, then there are dads who are homeschool dads, which in the sense that they are families homeschool and they are the fathers of the household. So they are the homeschool dads. And then they are, they are dads who primarily do the homeschooling, maybe while their wife does something else. I think you're the former, not the latter, right? So, um, or you do both. Well, you tell us. It, it, when, it, yes, we can use yourself, tell us which one you are, or if it's a blend of both. Yes, so why don't you tell us about yourself, too? Okay, so my name is Toki. Um, like I said, I'm married to Thompson. I have two kids, two girls, Nadia and Nina. They are six and, and four. Yeah, so we've been homeschooling for four years now. Just, well, yeah, four years. Um, so I, why I say it's a bit of both is because when we started our homeschooling, um, first child, uh, my wife was primary homeschooler, and then pandemic, the pandemic started. So I've been working from home since the pandemic. So I figured I'm at home. Um, my time is a lot more flexible than it used to be. I might as well, you know, do as much as I can while I'm around. And so I've been homeschooling our oldest since um, 2020. Okay. So I think we should be more more yes. unbalanced. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Great. So that means we get to learn even more. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you said you've been homeschooling for four years. That means you started yes. when your oldest was two. Pretty much, just to watch them, yeah. Okay. So, whose idea was it to homeschool? Like, how did homeschooling even <clears throat> near that? Well, it's, it, it was my idea to, to homeschool. 
Uh, I, I've always, I always felt that there was something wrong with the Nigerian system of education. Basically, um, based on well, my own experience in the Nigerian system, so I felt I wasn't quite sure what it was. Yeah. So, thinking, knowing what I know now, I think it's just that the way I was developing was not synchronous. So, you know, my English and literature skills were high, my math was low. But they are not able to, also able to really fit into the school system. So um, I really, I, I knew something was wrong, but I wasn't quite sure. And so I actually went for a Bible study. <clears throat> and for some reason, it was supposed to be a Bible study, but they were talking about homeschooling. So I was like, oh, this is interesting. So I listened to it. That is a homeschooler. I want to say it actually made a lot of sense. And it answered a lot of the questions that, um, that I had. So, um, I talked to him after that and he pointed me in the direction of resources and I started reading and the more I began to read about it, I think, I don't think, I don't think, I think my kid was still months old at, at that time. He began, it was making more and more sense, you know, to me. So we talked about it, um, me and Thomas and we decided, so our kids have never been in school. Wow. Wow. Can you tell us some of the things he said? That convinced you or made sense to you? Okay. Um, well, first, the explanation about how it makes sense to tailor the education to the child mm. rather than just teach, you know, um, to the just the syllabus. The, um, how it makes sense that um, people hire lesson teachers because they want individualized education. Mm. Yeah. And then, but they still go ahead and pay for, you know, for, schooling with a lot of people and then the idea of um classic it was actually i was actually talking about classical education so i noticed that um so my parents went to school in the 1950s and 60s i'm so like the uh, second to the last of five okay. so and, and i realized that their generation was a lot more you know educated than my generation and, you know just keeps getting worse from there and I, I knew that they used to learn history, they used to learn Latin, uh, but it just, it was very nebulous to me. So him explaining, you know, how, you know, the whole idea of a classical Christian education really resonated with me. And, you know, we, 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 we really loved that vision that, you know, was painted. I mean, we're not sold on homeschooling initially at first. Yeah. Okay. So okay, let's look for a school that can do this for us. Or we checked and we really couldn't find one. Then we decided to just uh, bite bullets. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting because that's where I started looking for a school. Mm. That's it. Then couldn't find one. I was like, let's do this ourselves. Um, so here, I, I, I just wanted to comment on something that you said about our parents. I, I, I feel yeah. that we, about my my father to my father said he you know my father used to teach latin phrases and things because yes they studied latin in school i do think that that generation maybe because a lot of their teachers were these uh missionaries yeah. like they had the yeah. they had a classical education without it yeah. or at least the remnants of it they got to it yeah and you can't tell the difference you truly can't tell yeah, we can't yeah and it's very weird because some of them 
never a lot of them in that generation, all of them went to university. But even with just the high school education they have, the same a lot more educated and cultured than you know. So it, amazing. It does it, it. Yeah. Okay. Well, so Tommy was on board. No, no need to. You didn't need to convince her. Well, um, I, I don't think she. I, I don't think she had a lot of convincing. That much convincing. Well, I mean, we, we, we decided to take it one year at a time. Yeah. So we, we said, okay, let's see how it goes. The first year we'll review after the next year. And it kept, I, I feel like now she's a, she, she's all in, but, um, I think it was easier as we decided to take it one year at a time. So I don't think you need to know everything from the jump, but just start from, from where, from where you are. And she has never been keen on, and she herself was not keen on sending kids to school any, because she was like, she doesn't see the point of, it's a child should not be in school before five. Mm -hmm. So it was so, she was fine with the idea of, okay, so let us keep them at home for as long as we can. But I think, um, after a while, she became sold on the idea of, let's just, let's just, just homeschool as for as long as we can. Okay, great, great, wonderful. I asked because, Sometimes, you know, for some other couples, it's not so easy. Yeah. Then it's mm. unconvincing. So I was going to ask what tricks mm. so that people could. <laughs> so I guess you've given us uh, some reasons why, you know, based on, based on what you had. Yeah. Are there any other reasons uh, for, for you? For homeschooling? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the reason that every Lagos person that homeschool wants to homeschool it's traffic you know so you're you know waking up and so back then when i moved to lagos because i haven't always lived in lagos i'll be on i'll be out to catch this, this stuff bus around 5 30 and i'll see kids in the traffic in already going to school i'm like this that's hard that's yeah there's something wrong there's something wrong about this so for me then initially i'll say okay so We'll probably look for a school that's close to where we we stay. But I knew that the traffic situation was was a big, you know, was a big issue. The issue of homework, the amount of homework I used to see my nephew and nieces bring home are like this. That that that's the it's it's just a mess, yeah. And then um, I think finally the just the the curriculum, the way the curriculum is structured. It's, um. Especially like the junior secondary school curriculum in, in Nigeria, I feel like it's a massive waste of time. So I, I wasn't quite sure. You know what? You don't know what you're looking for, but you know that what is available does not, does not work. So the idea of, you know, doing something that was totally different and actually made sense was really, really appealing to us. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, those are some very valid reasons. And I feel like I've heard we've heard this a couple of times on, on this podcast where traffic traffic is real in some cities. And and so you really have to think of that because kids just end up spending hours, hours in hours, yeah. Get to and from school and it can be such a waste of time. Yeah, so um we hear lots about Homeschool moms, you know, I was reading some articles uh, some time ago, and it was interesting that fathers who are dreaming of homeschool are sort of ignored, right? <laughs> or not even thought of, because it's just seen as this, like, mother's 
Well, and there's the arena. It was interesting to to hear that you are actually quite, you know, quite involved. So tell us some more about your experience and the homeschool fiber. Um, talk to the other dads out there who, who may be listening uh, to encourage them. Yeah, so just t- tell us what your experience has been so far. Okay, so um, pre-pandemic, um, homeschooling days. So um, then uh, our first was, was, in, was in preschool. So I, I think um, primarily my, my work was to um, take care of the logistics, logistics of, because we an American curriculum, so we need to buy it and get it shipped down to to lagos so my job was pretty much admin work make sure curriculum is up on time they are shipped in good time it's shipped in good time so i arrive before we start um so that was what i was doing and then so i think uh already um because i was also researching curriculum i was very involved in the, the choice that we made you know concerning curriculum so i already had an idea of what you were doing so um pre-pandemic i just this do i was mostly admin and encouraging what happened today how did it go how did um she respond because you know when you had this she was new at this you know just all of us were learners really <laughs> i did yeah. nothing so yeah i mean there'll be some days that um let me have a really hectic day and so um she will not have um school now have been have gotten done so I'll get back from work and I'll do um I'll do the square for for the day. But after school it's pretty much playing nursery rhymes, reading, so it wasn't that much um of a big deal. Um but after pandemic, so pandemic, you know, everybody was was at home. Okay, so then you became it became your your Yes, because you still work, right? Yes, I still work. Yeah, so I became the primary teacher for uh, our now six year old. So, um, homeschooling is um, is an experience. I feel like it's not as hard as um, it could sound, but it's also not as easy as you know. It's also not easy. It was a learning, it was a learning experience. Um, I think for me personally, and I don't know this is whether this is unique to dads or homeschool teachers in general. I think I was the um, I was just not the most of the learning. Yeah, so it's uh, I learned to be patient. I learned to um, it was a character building experience. Then put it that for you. <laughs> so, but for me, yes. But. Also, I think just the joy in seeing your child getting stuff, as in actually learning stuff, as in it makes the lot the the work really worth the while. When you see that, as in this child could not read and they are now reading, it, it's 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 really wonderful. So I feel like the 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 um it has been a worthwhile experience. Yeah, it's not something I would trade for for anything. I feel like um I've had the chance to really parent my child. By you know being so involved in in her education, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So how how do you balance it though? Work, even though yes, okay, from home, but you still have the work. So how do you balance balance it? And this one, this is not just helpful to fathers 
who are helping with the homeschool, but even some others who have some other work that they have to do from home and are homeschooling. So what are some of your tips and tricks? Okay, so well, how I do it is that we don't start school at eight. We start school a bit later, actually, much later, towards um, 11, sometimes 12. So I wake up early, so often by six, I'm already working. So I walk all the while, um, they, are, they get up, have the bath, have breakfast, and so around 11, we won't start school. But what also happens is that we don't do um, like straight from 11 to the end of school. I break it up in um, um, into bits. So sometimes we end up doing math in the afternoon or some other parts in the evening. Well, we just um, get time whenever we can drop throughout the day. The second thing is that um, as much as I can, I assign independent work. I know she's young, but I may tell her, oh, go and, go and do this one page of math. And so, or oh, it's copy work, go and do that. But I'm very good. I mean, I take a look. So in between um, her doing stuff on her own and snatching breaks when I can, I try to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, great. No, that sounds that sounds really good, and I think this is this is good for uh, those of us here because sometimes we, when we come to homeschooling, we come with a school mindset, right? And yeah. so I think for you it's great because your kids have not have never been in school, and and, in school, and yeah. although you've been in school, it's you haven't had that experience. So this whole idea of you can even do school in the evening. Or whatever we're calling school, I guess you understand what I mean. But you can learn at any time in the day. Yes, that's that's really helpful because it's difficult, you know, when you when you've been through school yourself, or maybe your kids have been through it a bit. You just have this whole mindset, you know, we sit at this time and we start at this time and we finish at this time. And a lot of times when people ask us questions, that's what they're thinking of. But it's really. It's really so freeing when it can break out of that mold a bit. And I think that it actually helps us to be able to accomplish more. Um, what do you, what do you mean? Uh, a bit more relaxed about how, how things run. And yeah, you mentioned that she was young, but no, you know, with, with especially with classical education, one of the key things is trying to, to raise independent learners, right? So yeah. it's, it's never too early to start. And what I've found is that it's really amazing um, what they can do when you give them the challenge. Because I love yeah, time we, we, I think we limit the children, we limit our children. They, they, yeah. they, they are capable of many things that they are actually capable of. So yes, um, listeners, that's, these are some uh, tips and tricks. These are some ways that you can do it, even, even if you're a mom. And you have, you know, work that you have to do. You can assign things that your children can do on their own. And a lot of the time, if you plan a bit ahead, uh, you can organize things. Like, I've heard that, I mean, there are different ideas that I've seen people have boxes of, of activities and things to keep the children occupied and still learning while they are doing whatever it is they have to do because they are, yeah. uh, food has to be put on the table, right? Mm. Yeah, and I, I feel like I've, I've come to terms with the fact that we can't do everything. Yeah, so we'd love to do 
all the crafts and all the enrichments, but you know, I have limited time. We need so we so it feels okay. This is what we can manage. This is what works for our family, given the schedule and limits we have, and go ahead and do that. Because once you start trying to do everything, then I feel like run into problems. Yeah, that's very true. That's very real. Okay. And this is a struggle. This is a huge struggle. Because mm. yeah, you know, once once you see things in a book, you feel like, mm. oh, we want this book and we have to do this activity. But yes, you just have to tell yourself, we'll do somewhere we can, you know, if we can't. In fact, I had to tell myself that today because I don't care my kids would and bought them these books for some <laughs> projects for this chain. And I was like, mm-hmm. they're not getting to, you know, most of this stuff. But I said, remember, you you know, you bought it. A lot of the things you get sometimes are just to have the resource available for when you need it. But uh, we should not become what slaves to our curriculum, right? And yeah. let our curriculum work for us. Work for us. Yes. This is something we have to keep in mind. Yes. Thanks for reminding us of that. So what do you think, Adam? What do you think is the role that working fathers kind of play, like in the one school to support their wives and children? Fathers who are not able to work from home, like you are, babe, or well, you used to do that before. Mm-hmm. What what role do you think um, fathers that can can play? Because I think a lot of the time, um, fathers feel a bit detached from the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Not not on purpose, but they just don't, they just can't find where exactly they fit in, right? And yes, and it's a whole long thing. But we know at least from a Christian point of view that that should not be the case because ultimately, as the father, you're responsible, you know, for the education of, of, of your children. Yes, so um, can you talk about that a bit? Yeah, so... So I feel um so I feel like admin work is a it's a big place that it's a big area that fathers can come in and so I mean teaching is stressful a lot. So doing the other things just piles on the stress. It's part of why we, you know, use a box curriculum because trying to build a curriculum on your own is just so much work. So uh, for me then uh, I, I for me really I think um fathers can remove as much work of homeschooling from the mom or the primary teacher that frees her to then focus on teaching. So for example, all the supplies that you need, as in that you need for, that the kids need for school, as in go out, check what they need and go ahead and buy them. Stuff they need to do for crafts for the week. Look look it up and then go and buy them. I think also that you just need to like be really aware of of um what is going on, know what they're learning at every point in time, ask questions, ask the kids questions, um, what did you learn, look at what they actually did. Um, for me also, um, like I said, I'm in charge of logistics, so what we do to reduce the cost was, you know, um, the curriculum we use is um, very literature heavy, so we have to buy a lot of books. So we buy a lot of used books. So it falls to me to make all those purchases. So I have to search on thrift books, every single one of them and buy them and get their shit. So I feel like, um, fathers, um, if you, if you spend time doing all that, then she, um, I feel it's a, it's a big way to support, um, 
in homeschooling mom, then really, I think everybody should be reading to their kids. So if there's a way to um, incorporate that into what you do, when you come back from read to your kids, he means that maybe your read allows for the school week or something. People that they don't do it until you come back, I feel that everybody has 15 minutes to read to their children. So no matter how you know busy you are, I feel like that could actually you know, go a long way to, to show that both of you are doing this together. We'll have to wrap up here. But we will continue this conversation in our next episode, so do join us then. Thank you for listening to the Homeschool Conversations Africa podcast.